What's up, everybody? Welcome back to episode number two of Behind the Visor, presented by the Inside Group. I am your host, Nick Mumley, joined as we are every couple of weeks by our panel of this week, pretty angry race car drivers. They all kind of had rough weekends. Marcel Gravel, driver of the number 86 late model. Matt Smith was a pit guy this week for DJ Shaw in the ACT uh, race. Camel Lett had a good run going uh, until getting caught up in the parking lot there of the uh, Tiger race. And Taylor Hoare didn't even make it to the green flag. Made the... Uh... All right, starting in three, two, one. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to episode number two of Behind the Visor, presented by the Inside Group. I am your host, Nick Mumley, joined as we are every couple of weeks by our panel of this week pretty angry race car drivers they all kind of had rough weekends marcel gravel driver of the number 86 late model matt smith was a pit guy this week for dj shaw in the act uh race camel Lett had a good run going uh until getting caught up in the parking lot there of the uh tiger race and taylor Hoare didn't even make it to the green flag made the uh, car gave out there on the pace lap so everybody's in a good mood i assume today uh we're, we're just happy to be glad or glad to be you know back racing aren't we guys wicked <laughs> don't sound so excited marcel <laughs> <laughs> taylor at least uh at least your your brother got a got his first career win you were pretty happy down in uh in victory lane when that happened oh yeah i was pumped uh highest of highs lowest of lows for our family right there one didn't get to start the race and the other got to win so and it made my day better to see that um all this hard work finally got to be shown so that was pretty cool i was definitely pretending that it was me out there so i was living vicariously through him <laughs> so i was pumped up but secretly sad on the inside <laughs> and then uh yeah so pretty solid act race i don't think it was what any of us uh any of us re really expected um only four cautions i think would have been three if it wasn't for marcel or somebody else that we might don't get even get him started later don't on even i'm just trying to rile him up because i think he's still still a little bit salty uh from from yesterday yeah, yeah. I should, oh, I wanted to touch on Justin's window. That that was cool too. I didn't see it live, but like I saw a video of it back, and it's like it's really cool to see someone that fired up about winning a race. You know, like I think a lot of times when you have these guys that have won so many times, like they still enjoy it. But like you're not gonna see Mike Martin get out and you know pound the roof, and you know even Jason Wood, like those kind of guys, you know, and doesn't matter just Tigers. But it was really cool to see how you know fired up he was because it's damn hard to win races up there and it, nothing pisses me off more than when they get out and they seem like they could care less. So it was really cool to see how excited he was to, you know, win at such a hard racetrack to win at. I almost... He doesn't need a new roof, does he? Like, he <laughs> hit that thing hard. <laughs> I almost had to get a, a bleep button uh, for the inside groove uh, video, the video of the celebration there. I mean, everybody was, was, you know, some kind of pumped up. I mean, your dad, uh, 
Taylor was was pretty happy. Uh, Justin was was obviously going crazy. Uh, but I, I think that that was the most popular win of the day. People, the, the fans were pretty happy about that. And I, I think uh, for anyone who watched on Flow Racing or saw our post or was there in person, uh, there was no question that, that Justin was pretty pumped up about that. So, yeah, I agree with you guys. It's it's uh, special to to see guys, you know, get that pumped up. I want to know, though, Matt, when you get your first late model win, are you going to try to top that? I mean, I can try. It's going to be hard to top. I mean, it's it's cool to see Justin win. It's it's always really cool to be able to see people move up divisions and do well. Um, so I think it's been a long time coming. And I have a crew member on my team, uh, my car owner's brother, who is – Taylor's going to have to help me out with this whole – yeah. The, so his car owner is my uncle Arnie, like my mom's uncle. Yeah. So I have a crew member that's bouncing between mine and Justin's pit and then over to Taylor. And so we've always been rooting. Sorry, Cam, we root for you too on the side, but we've uh-huh. always been pulling He's lying for to you. Yeah. <laughs> um, we've always been pulling for Justin. So it was cool to see him get that done. Um, but I mean, he kind of set the bar high for celebrations. I don't know if I'm going to be able to top that one. What about you, Taylor? You, you're still waiting for your first win. Uh, are you, you going to have to top your brother? How would you do it? I don't know. Everyone says I have to do a flip, and that kind of terrifies me. They're like, oh, oh the gymnast, you, you got to do a backflip off. And I'm like, yeah, what if I fall and then make a fool out of myself? Like, I'm not Wait. as good as I used to be anymore. So. But Carl Edwards never ate it. So, I mean, and you're probably better than him. No, I don't know, though. I'm old now. What are you you're like, like you're the youngest in here the by yo- like 10 years <laughs> the youngest one here <laughs> no i hold now landing on pavement that'd be, that'd, i might break she just said that and i just felt like my knee cramp because like i'm dust apparently <laughs> dude i stretched before i sat down for this podcast so i wouldn't cramp up are you kidding me well you know how you know how they have, um, well, obviously, like we see in the Cup Series, Ross Chastain brings the watermelon to every race just in case he wins. You guys should bring a gym mat, just put it in the trailer every time you go to the track, and then if you win, just have somebody on the crew grab it and bring it out to Victory Lane. Nobody will have to see it because it's going to be behind the car. It'll give you, you know, some extra security just in case you do biff it. And I think that would be pretty cool. It would be a nice little signature signature celebration i don't think that there's not too many of those at, at thunder road I, I can't think of anybody at thunder road or on on the tour that has that has like a signature celebration that stands out among everybody else i want one of you guys to come up with one i'd just like to win first yeah. worry about the celebration <laughs> after yeah, yeah. I get there. <laughs> oh well so uh yeah act race pretty solid um a lot of a lot of green flag racing it was really really hot out um the track changed a lot which was very uh very interesting to me especially for it just you know being a 150 lap race you wouldn't think the track would change all that much throughout it but it really did uh it seemed like the inside groove was the place to be for you know the entire weekend and then all of a sudden in the feature it changed about halfway through to the top lane um made for some interesting racing had heard a couple guys that thought the uh the track was even coming apart because the inside inside lane got so bad um 
So I guess just uh, what do you guys have for thoughts on on that? Have we ever seen the track uh, change so much like that in such a short period of time? I think if you go back last year to the same race, it did the same thing. Um, The beginning of the year at Thunder Road kind of does this thing where the inside seems dominant, but you put a little bit more than 100 laps on the track and you got to start searching for that grip. I think the big thing to take away, though, is early in the year, um, and Marcel can talk on this too, is I feel like when you jump to the outside, it's not like the end of the year Thunder Road where you can kind of pinch that lower lane down. If you're going to run the outside, like you have to really be towards the top of that second lane um, for it to work. You can't really run that intermediate one and a half groove um, because you're just not going to have that same drive off that you really need. Um, And I think you saw a lot of people yesterday during the race figure that out. I think a lot of guys jumped to the outside and tried to run that one and a half groove. It wasn't working. Nick Sweet made it look easy from like lap 20 on. Um, but you could really tell like he drove it in hard to the top of the second lane and then was able to diamond it off the corner and it, it worked well. Um, so it's it's just different. It's pretty crazy to think like how much the track changes from the beginning of the year to the end of the year. Um, just like the second lane in general. Now, so, so it changes... So I guess it must be really, and I'm kind of asking this as someone who doesn't know, but so at the beginning of the year, it, I guess it must be kind of green, like, you know, a green racetrack, like, you know, like we saw today at Dover, um, after, after the rain, nobody had been on it. Uh, and that rubber kind of stays in there throughout the year. And by the end of the year, it's completely different from what it was at the beginning of the year. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I mean, and like the big thing too is it's it's cold right now. Um, it was hot Sunday, but the track's still going to be cold in areas. So everybody starts on the bottom because that's where it's fast, and you keep running that practice after practice after heat after heat into each feature, and that bottom's finally just going to build up heat where that outside's not. So you kind of got to search for that grip, um, and it's it, I don't know if it's just how it dissipates throughout the track, but that one and a half lane kind of between the first and the second just doesn't have the same grip that it will later in the year. So you really just got to kind of throw the car out to that actual second lane um, to be able to find that grip that is actually there. Um, And I think the quicker you can find that, obviously it proved yesterday that the better your day is going to go. Now, Cam, um, how does that work for you guys? And um, how did it affect your guys' race yesterday? I know there was a lot of bottom feeding in the Tiger race yesterday. I did see you working the working the top pretty good in the heat race. You made making a few passes up there. Um, but uh, yeah, how did the uh, overall grip of the racetrack and what kind of changes did you see o- over the course of your guys' day in, in race? Um, I think ours are they're fairly similar to what Matt's talking about, but I don't think. When we get all the way up into that full second groove, it's it's too far for us. Um, we don't have the same power they have to drive off. We're kind of more working that one and a half groove to try and hold the guy down on the inside and pinch him off coming out of the corner. Um, but it's the same thing, I would say, as the beginning of the day. It's especially Saturday, the first time on the track. The, the track is so green, you feel like Superman, but... Um, as the day goes on, you definitely build up some rubber and you got to find where else that grip is. Yeah. That's, uh, interesting. Um, Taylor, does that, I know you didn't get to run your feature at all yesterday, but, um, what kind of stuff were, were you experiencing on that, uh, on that front, at least during practices and stuff? What were your, 
what what were the lines and stuff um you know where were you were you noticing that there was an outside lane at all we don't have any audio for taylor Uh uh-oh she's broken again (laughs) 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 cannot hear her well, well, we'll let her figure that out. Um, let's move on. Get to work, Taylor. <laughs> Reconnect to the Zoom, Taylor. You'll figure it out. <laughs> she was having trouble before we even started recording. and it's, uh, it's gone out on her here again. <laughs> Earlier, she could hear us, but we couldn't hear her. And now, I don't know if she can hear us, but we can't hear her. So it's the exact opposite. <laughs> <laughs> but... Anyway, um, so uh, MJ, you guys, you guys had a day. You guys had a weekend. You guys had a really fast car. I'm sure that that had you, uh, you know, pretty pretty pumped up. uh, You know, seeing the speed charts uh, all weekend long and and getting the start on the pole and having a really good run in the heat race. Even though Tyler McRae got you a pretty pretty bad draw, ended up working out for you guys. Yeah, I mean, we were uh, really happy with the Pete's equipment to Camry all weekend long, honestly, because, I mean, and I think we hear a lot, everybody's like, oh, they go out there and run a fast lap in practice, and it's like, well, yeah, I mean, probably the first lap on the cold tires is going to be pretty fast, but that doesn't mean that's all we're trying to do. Um, all day on Saturday, we ran on our melt bolt tires. We didn't buy practice tires, and all day Sunday, we practiced on our melt bolt tires again. Uh, I don't think we had a practice session. We were outside of the top five. I went out there one time and there was not one guy out there that didn't have stickers on. And we ended up being uh, second to Jason. So the car was, it was driving really good. I mean, we made long runs. We were able to run, you know, sixes and sevens in practice pretty much anytime we wanted to, it seemed like. And uh, the car was really good. Um, We kind of the way my style is, I guess we kind of normally, we normally get tight at the end of these races and I don't know, we just, we tried something for the feature and it just, it didn't quite pan out for us. Um, I still felt like we had a, probably a third place. I think we were right about with like Derek and Chris. Um, they kind of, they kind of got a memo about the top a little bit before I did and they got by us there. And I think we could have probably ran right with them and, you know, with the right circumstances, we could capitalize. Um, I think Nick had everyone pretty well covered. I don't, I know we didn't have a better car than Nick, but I definitely felt like it wouldn't have been hard for us to, no, no, it wouldn't have been hard for us to run, you know, second or third um, and have a good battle with them. I mean, we raced really hard with Chris, Derek, uh, Kyle, you know, really, really top tier guys. So honestly, we were really happy with it. I mean, we were going to be happy to come out of there fifth. So, um obviously we got turned around there and uh well i don't know uh i still don't know how i feel about that situation but um it didn't help our day any that's for sure yeah i mean you guys uh, i thought that you guys had impressive speed um in in the first you know probably first well until you got spun uh you were you were up there i think there was obviously a little bit of drop off. Uh, I feel like the morale of everyone kind of running in that that box between like um, O'Donnell, uh, Pelkey, you and and Kyle Pembroke. I feel like you guys kind of had you know a, a head of steam, and then Sweet just blew by all of you guys on the outside, and that was and, and that was that. 
Um, yeah. and, and I feel like that was, I feel like I saw the wind come out of all your sails and you, you realized it was a battle for a second at that point And I think your car started to fade a little bit. And Derek's, I, I think, uh, Derek was, was saving a lot at the beginning of the race. And once I think he realized that, that nobody was going to beat Nick, I think he really started to put the hammer down. And I think that's what, you know, got him up there into second. And he started, I think he fell back to like fifth place and, worked his way back up once once nick got by everybody but um how do you guys where are you guys at right now from like a you know morale standpoint you think that you know even though you didn't get the finish it's it's got to be high because you know i'm coming into this race like i said on the inside groove podcast this week i'm coming in looking for looking at our thunder road regulars saying you know who is going to you know come and show out amongst the uh, the ACT guys and the trophy hunters uh, and have a good run. And I think you guys were definitely in that conversation for a good chunk of this race. Yeah. I mean, and honestly, uh, one of the negative things that I do have to say is I'm, I was very disappointed in a veteran of the tour, totally changing the complexion of a race two times, all because he's too proud to go a lap down. Um, it's not your day. Um, don't spin out on purpose. Pretty cowardly in my opinion. Um, you're one of the most talented people on the tour and you can't hold it off a turn four at Thunder Road like you've done a hundred times. Um, I was very disappointed, honestly, in a driver that I have a lot of respect for. And that just, I mean, it totally changed the complexion of the race. You know, you, it's just me and Chris out there kind of setting our own pace. And I mean, who knows, maybe, maybe if the race goes green next week, blows a right front tire next week, gets in a crash, you know, not that I'm wishing that obviously, cause I, I wouldn't wish that on next week, but, uh, just, just cowardly stuff, in my opinion. There's no place for it. Um, one was bad enough. Two is ridiculous. And uh, I, I really just can't stand something like that, honestly. So uh, that really took the wind out of our sail, kind of, just because of how blatantly obvious it was. And um, then to get dumped, you know, just out of fifth for no reason, you know, it was pretty tough to take. But, yeah, I mean, like you said, uh, I think we were – you know, there was about four of us who I would consider Thunder Road regular guys who were right about in the same bracket. You know, me, Chris, Kyle. Um, I guess you could could consider Derek a Thunder Road guy because he doesn't really run the tour. He might not run full time, but he normally only comes to Thunder Road. And I think we were all very close. And I think that's all really, you know, that's really good for the division as a whole to see four guys, you know, kind of stand out amongst the tour guys because. I mean, we all made up the top five for most of that race, and I think it was going to pretty much be all of us. And then even, you know, sixth and seventh, I think, was Steven, and Corliss came up through there too. So, um, no, I mean, we're leaving it, you know, happy, but just a lot of frustration uh, with how it turned out for us. And at the end, just, you know, getting raced just ridiculous by people who haven't been relevant all weekend when we're just trying to make it back up through there is – um, not how we wanted it to end, but no, you're, you're definitely right. We definitely, we had a good car and I think we got something to build on. MJ always adding a little bit of spice to the program. That's his job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I just, I'm, I'm, like I said, I mean, obviously I'm, I'm a little bit irritated about it, you know, and I, and I'm not going to just start calling guys out, but just and a lot of ridiculousness that just didn't need to happen. You know, we had what four yellows and, three of them didn't need to happen. I don't even know what one of them was for, but two of them were intentional and one of them was me. So, um, I just, yeah, the I really only, uh, the only 
the only caution that didn't come from either uh or didn't come from a single car spin was uh a Cahoon and and Daryl got together. I'm really glad okay. by the way that Daryl took my advice to uh go with the orange on the 17 car this year. I think that looks great. Look good. It looked good. Yeah, I told them I, I told them I was like, "Listen, it's going to go great with the inside groove sticker." <laughs> and it did. 100%. Uh Matt, uh DJ didn't really make a whole lot of noise this this weekend. He wasn't, you know, he's one of those guys he was there, but you didn't really hear a whole lot from him. I feel like that's how he usually is at Thunder Road. Uh, but he got another solid finish out of it. How was is, how is your guys' weekend? Uh, no, you weren't driving, but I'm sure there's there's plenty to talk about from your viewpoint as well. Yeah, no, it's it's always nice going to these tour races, especially when we go to Thunder Road. As much as I want to be driving, it's it's cool to be able to spectate these races. You, you get to see a lot that you miss when you're driving. Um, our weekend was quiet for the most part like you said uh we unloaded we were running the loud and practice tires uh from the last act race uh we were i don't know either just around 10th or just outside of the top 10 on speed but we were still running like 12 fives um which on a nightly weekly race that's a pretty sporty lap but it just goes to show how competitive the field at thunder road is again um we didn't bolt on new tires until sunday morning uh when we bolted on new tires finally to uh break those in we were uh second to coreless by like a sound by like a thousandth so we felt okay um did a lot of stuff on the car we wanted to just play around with it because like you said when we come to thunder road with dj we are normally pretty quiet we don't make a lot of noise uh in the act side obviously on the pass side he's normally a little bit better there um so we just wanted to play with stuff and just try to figure out what works and what doesn't um we found a lot of things that do work and we found some things that don't. Uh, we found out that me and DJ like cars completely different, but when it comes to complaining when the car is really bad, it's about the same. And normally we don't start complaining until we run faster, which is ironic. We made a change. The car got faster and DJ instantly said the car's trash. Um, <laughs> and Andrew looked at me and he goes, Hey, he's just like you. You normally pick up two tents and your first thing that you say is that the car's awful. And then I have to remind you that you're actually going faster. Um, but the race itself, uh, we were about there towards the end. Uh, we were like fifth in speed, uh, restarts. We kept getting screwed. Uh, we seem to <laughs> always not benefit from going back a lap. Uh, we normally end up passing someone like yellow comes out. We've normally been ahead of that person for like two laps and somehow they still get in front of us. And, uh, it seemed like every restart we'd lose five, six spots. And then DJ just had to kind of slowly claw his way back qualifying 18th hurt. <laughs> we had a, didn't have a nice shiny front row seat like Marcel had. So we had a long ways to go, but DJ just managed like he normally does pretty nonchalant race for us. Pretty quiet, kept our nose clean, just kind of kept moving up when we could. Um, DJ likes to get in his own head a lot. Um, so he tried the outside once he said it was, really bad and we had to remind him like hey the top five are all running the outside like you got to give it a shot and he'd move up there and it would work and that's just kind of how the race went we'd anywhere from the top if it worked and then back to the bottom if we had to and found ourselves sitting the ninth at the end so can't complain overall good point tonight um eventually maybe next time we're back in town at barry uh at the high banks with dj maybe we'll be knocking on a win but who knows I feel like uh, the best part of your weekend, though, was the when 
you got there and, and and Tom Carey wasn't there. That was kind of, I guess it it was partially a surprise, partially not a surprise because I guess he he let a few people know in advance uh, that he he wasn't coming down, uh, which kind of gives you guys one less uh, one less foe in the in the championship chase for ACT this year. Um, but I mean, a lot of people at this point uh, are putting it, you know between you and or you guys and and Gluchaki at this point and I know it's super early to talk points but it's a, a good situation for DJ right now if he wants to uh, get that ACT championship yeah I mean it's definitely a good position um we always would like more competition and and I, I still think that's there I mean uh Kerry wasn't there but he went and tested at Monadnock so I know that he's going to be strong there um luckily that's one of DJ's favorite tracks so we're kind of bookmarking that one as that's the one that we want to go out and win um but i think we proved it last year that even if you miss a race you can still be in the championship hunt all it takes is really a win in the tour and your season turns around pretty quick as long as you can just keep knocking out top tens and top fives so i think there's still plenty of competition um to go for the season and i think to just pit it between two people and i know that's what the fans do i mean that's what we always do we we like to try to guess of how the season's going to go but I think this early in two races in, I think you're kind of crazy to be putting it between two people. Um, so okay. I think we just I'll take keep... the shot. I'll take the <laughs> shot. Hey, I get it. My job is to create the storylines. All right. Last exactly. Year, last year it was Shaw versus Roe. Roe isn't here <laughs> this year. I got to come up with something new. Tom, yep. Tom Carey didn't, didn't come to Thunder Road. So now the, uh, the early, the early, you know, reaction that you're coming up with from, my standpoint is is uh, Shaw Gluchaki, which I I think that that even if it's just those two, I think that it's going to be a great battle because uh, you know I, I think that the two of them it's going to be a lot like like DJ and, and Ben last year where they were not afraid to uh, to get into each other if if they needed to uh, and and use some elbow grease to to win a championship. Yeah, no, and, and yeah, no, definitely. And Derek has improved tremendously from where he started to where he is now. He has consistent speed, it seems like, week in and week out. Um, so we're definitely looking forward to the challenge. Uh, we know it's not going to be a walk in the park. I don't think you could ever say it is um, with the competition that we get occasionally, or not occasionally, through the tour. Um, so we're definitely looking forward to it. Uh, we're back to Manadnock next, so that's going to be the next one that we're really hoping for. Uh, I think DJ is going to be running double duty, so he'll be there in the pass car too. So, if we can pull out both, that would be pretty great. Did you guys? Did were you able to to gather anything from this, as if that you can bring to Memorial Day? Uh, yes and no. Um, there's some things. It's two different chassis, so they're both Shaw chassis. Right. Mine and the Tour Car. Uh, his is the newer, updated one. Mine's still. Oof. Uh, I mean, it's phil scott's old car um with an updated front chassis so or front clip so pretty different um but there's definitely some things that we can take away from it um and who knows hopefully we're (laughs) hopefully we're up there for memorial day um we're still looking for that win like we talked about last episode taylor do you have your microphone fixed yet can you hear me oh my goodness there she is (laughs) my mic I also am losing my voice too, so oh, we're no. gonna have to work with computer audio. But she's feisty. <laughs> oh, yeah. So Taylor, tell us all about your community bank one fifty race day. 
Um, it was horrible, horrible, horrible. <laughs> no, it was, I was so pumped. I was jazzed. Practice was great. I mean, it was as good as, yeah, it was good until the last practice when all of a sudden coming off of four, the car shut out on me. Like, it's just like shut off, whatever you want to call it. I don't know these technical terms. And then I like pop started it myself with the momentum and I got it going again. Then it shut off again. So I pulled in the pits, pop started like five times just to get back to my trailer. And then I thought we got it fixed for the heat. And then the pace car pulled in. I wasn't going nowhere. And so then I had to pull off and I wouldn't pop start it. So I had to coaster back into the pits and hope people would push me along the way. <laughs> and then again, once again, I, once again, sorry, English, I thought that we had it fixed and sure enough, we didn't. So we think it's something to do with the fuel pump or something and the carb just wasn't having a good day and definitely a bummed out day because of course, you know, you work so hard all winter long just to be ready for it, for you to not get to go out and do the thing you love to do and you've been hoping to do so. We were bummed for sure, but we're going to tear it all apart and try and see what was wrong with it. And then we'll be sure to go test it before we come back to the track so I can make sure, be sure to race and actually go green flag racing. <laughs> well, like I said, uh, like I said yesterday, when I saw you, you got a month to work on it. So that's the, uh, the one good thing of us not having another race here for a month. Um, yeah. but uh, before the issues, you know, how, how is the car practice wise? And, you know, how, how are you feeling, you know, driving it and all that? Yeah, it was, um, it was good. So it's a different car than I driven last year. I only drove that car at the milk bowl. And so surprisingly, even just be for being a Mustang, it drove drives. Sorry. I really can't talk. <laughs> it drives so differently. So it's also you know, working on me as a driver because I've only other ever driven one other car. So, you know, trying to figure out what works best for it and trusting the car because there's a good setup in it. So the car was fast. It wasn't as fast as we want it to be, but I think honestly, it was really just me not hitting my marks and doing what the car wanted me to do. So I finally got some fast laps going in the last practice and whatnot. And then she decided to be like, no, no, you did good. You're done for the day. We're going to head home. So that was that. <laughs> it looked like you were coming pretty fast in the mirror when I was out there in my brother's car one time. <laughs> I didn't know that was you. Cause like. So no that's one... where all that speed came from, from Kyle. No, dude, out no, no. I, I put his name to shame. I couldn't drive that thing. <laughs> oh my. I saw Taylor coming though. Taylor was coming. Uh, what, what's his name? Trevor Jakes. And I was like, all right, some Mustangs. I'll find out what this thing's got. I was like, wow, they're catching me fast. I'm getting the hell out of here. That <laughs> thing was I Well, he I, actually I, found I, out it's that he can't drive. <laughs> oh my god, I couldn't. I came in and I went back on the slate model. I was like, Dad, I've changed my mind. My car's perfect. Don't touch it. I know what my really feels like. How did Kyle do this weekend, by the way? I didn't get to catch up with him a whole lot. Kyle Kyle had um honestly, he did the best I've ever seen him do in a race car. I mean, he's He's very he much looked like he belonged out open. there for most of it. He did not yeah, look like no, he belonged it, at Milk Bowl. Exactly. No, I mean he came a long ways and um 
he's really matured as a person. He asked me a lot of questions. Um, I gave him a lot of feedback and, um, he, he really did good for a kid that honestly, he has no Mustang experience. I mean, the only thing he'd driven before was all front wheel, you know, and, um, he listened to everything we said. We put some time in the car and I mean, I, he ran, you know, probably eight or nine from the back, you know, but he ran with people and he did a really good job. So I was really happy for him. And I think once we can work on it a little more and pick his brain about it, he'll, he'll be just fine. He did a good job though. It was, it was fun to watch him out there actually look like he, you know, like you said, like he kind of belonged out there. That was, that was cool. And the streets, go the ahead. The streets are flying right now too, because yeah. I don't know if you remember MJ, when we were running, it was like 15 threes. Yeah. And then when I left, we like hit 14, nine and we thought we were untouchable. And now they're running like 14 fives. So like the speed of those things are just, they're running insanely. slow tiger times. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're insanely yeah. fast now. No, Kyle did a good job. I was, I was very happy for him and it was cool that I got to take it out there and, um, try it out. I mean, it was weird. And then I took the leg model back out. I felt like we were flying. I was like, Whoa, man, we were going a lot slower just a minute ago. So, um, it was cool. And like I said, it was weird to see, people you don't normally share the track with like you know taylor and the trevor jace guy and a couple of the really really fast dudes caught me and i was like i'm not even gonna attempt this you know like <laughs> jeffrey martin i'm like go ahead but go ahead you're way better than i am right now so it was cool now taylor i i know you said that you you were yeah you know down in your fields so you didn't get to watch the uh the street stock feature um but can we just talk about how much of a badass Jeffrey Martin is? The guy is insane. I kind of miss, race, like, like, I miss from, racing with him. I, I don't know where he started. I, I don't I don't have that with me, and I don't remember where he started. I'm sure it was deep. But the dude came from nowhere and had no business winning that feature and damn nearly did it. It was one of the most impressive things I've you seen. Give him, him another corner, he would have won that race. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. He's like the – he him in the street stocks right now is like what Corliss was for the last three years in late models. Maybe even more – maybe even more so. They were good. Yeah. Uh, Cam, you guys you guys showed some speed on uh, in the heats and practices and stuff. I love the paint scheme, by the way. The, Carly, the, nice. The new design yeah, looked really nice. Uh, it came out good. And actually, back to Jeffrey Martin – um, not only is he a great street stock driver, he's a great guy. That's who actually painted that car was Jeffrey oh, no Martin. Way. And he, really? he did it totally last minute after my painter ditched on me. Yeah. Um, he stayed up all Friday night the week before the car show and painted it uh, all by himself. So uh, shout out to Jeffrey Martin for how that car looks and Josh Irwin at Freebird Designs. So they both did a great job. Yeah. Yeah. No, I've, uh, I, I've, Jeff Jeffrey's a really cool guy. Uh, he's one of the people that I kind of have towards the top of my list of people this year for guests on uh, on my other podcast. I think that that would be he would be a really cool guy to have on because yeah. I know they do him and, and Kyler and and Chris do a whole lot of stuff in that division. They they seem like they've got they, they've got the street stock down more than anybody uh, anybody in the region. What they do is pretty pretty impressive but well if you noticed in the victory lane the other two drivers at podium all thanked jeffrey for helping well, on their Jeff, car yeah. right right <laughs> he, he, he started 20th by the way 20th oh. yeah yeah no, that's... the 25 lap race 
Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Um, Baby but... goat Jeffrey Martin, son of Nick Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> that Nick Sweet throwback car too. Wow. Uh, who who was running that Peck? Peck. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. That that was a vet. I thought that one was was really cool. Um, but yeah, that the cars overall this year. I think. Uh, I, I don't know if it's like this every other year, and I ha- and I just don't notice it. But like, even like the street stocks and the warriors like look incredible. Like people worked really hard on their on their paint schemes this year. I think, yeah. and I, I want to say I, I don't know if how much the the car show uh, inspires you guys to make your cars look super nice every year, um, but I think that other tracks need to start having car shows because I feel like that is a motivator for a lot of people to put really nice paint schemes together at the beginning of every year. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know about for the rest of them, but I, I think, and actually, I mean, I feel like I do. I think a lot of us just take pride in having nice looking stuff. Like I feel like if there was no such thing as a car show, the 86 wouldn't have looked any different. You know, uh, that's, I guess how I look at it. Um, you know, yeah, you're representing, especially when you get to some of the levels of sponsorship that some of us have going on, you're really representing these companies and your stuff needs to look good because, you know, that's what they're expecting. And, um, I think I had to approve like six different paint schemes with Pete's equipment and it's not because they're fussy, but it's because they got a lot invested and, and they want it to stand out out there, you know? So I don't disagree that I think some people, you know, like Patrick Tibbetts, he's been trying to win the car show for five years, you know? So um, I think he went there Sunday to win the car show and the race was, you know, what it was obviously he wanted to do all right, but um, he obviously was going for the car show trophy and he got it, you know, so the car looked really cool up close. He did a good job and it was, uh, it was nicely done, but you're right. There was a lot of nice looking race cars. I walked around twice and every time I walked around, it seemed like I saw another cool looking one. So everybody did a good job. Yeah, I was, I was upset. I had to work work Saturday morning. Um, and last year on, on Facebook, when, uh, I posted a picture of every single one of the cars that was on display at the car show. And we did the, the, the contest on Facebook. That was like one of our top, um, you know, pieces of content for the entire year. People were going crazy trying to vote for, uh, and I had people, you know, vote with likes on the person's car and so obviously like that was huge for the page uh, from a content standpoint and so i was really bummed i didn't get to go a to see all the new paint schemes which i I got to see you know later on that day anyway at the practice but i was bummed i didn't get to go for to do the uh, contests on on facebook again um but yeah no a lot of great looking cars cams was one of them um i think uh you, well, you didn't get you didn't get it for the for the tigers, but uh, Cornell's Colin Cornell's car looked really good too uh, with the uh, Dean Gallison throwback. I I wasn't yeah. I'm not old enough to 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 know to have known what that was right away, but I figured it out kind of quickly, I guess. Not as quick as you as a lot of people are probably gonna have wanted me to. Um, it took me a little bit, but I, when I realized what that was, I was like, oh yeah, that's, that's really cool. And that's probably, that's probably why Cam got second in that one. But, 
Uh, I, I said if I'm going to lose the car show to anybody, it better be Collins. And it right, was. <laughs> right. <laughs> but anyway, Cam, you guys uh, you guys had, had good speed. You had a good good kind of run going there. And then the the uh, parking lot happened in front of you. Um halfway through halfway through the heat race uh that that helped helped uh justin get away there with the win and and uh caused a lot of chaos for just about everybody else behind uh behind like third place i think it was there in that one so kind of take us take us through your weekend and and then your view of of what went down in turns three and four yeah so we had a fast car all weekend um Saturday we ran our new tires a couple times just to scuff them in, um, but we mainly ran our milk bowl tires and they were still quick. Um, we broke in the new tires and I, honestly I didn't like them that much, so we just stuck with the the old tires and what was working and that's uh, what we ran on Sunday too. So um, heat race was good. Started fifth and passed a couple cars on the outside, finished third and qualified into the race. So I think we started. 12th in the feature um plugging away i think we're up to seventh or eighth and yeah that's when the yard sale happened in turn four um i think mccaskill and sam karen got together um didn't look intentional looked like mike slipped up and they got together and both went around yeah um everybody tried to avoid i think tanner got hit from somebody on the inside and ended up broadside in front of me um i could see it happening coming down the back stretch it was going to happen so I'm already woed up and somehow I didn't T-bone Tanner and I didn't get nailed from behind by Logan either. So um, we both came to a stop with minimal to no damage on our cars and um, not exactly sure what happened with the restart. Um, Kind of filed in about 15th and that's where we crossed over was 15th. We never got our spot back, never went to the rear. Um, kind of messed up i did talk to the race director scott and um did say that there was something wrong there and he was gonna watch flow and figure out what happened so um had a respectable conversation with him um glad i got to talk to him figured out a lot about how what happened on his end of the whole ordeal um and that's all i really wanted was to figure out what happened because following into some spot you pull out from and then crossing over and that's where you start that's not usually how it goes so either we're involved and we go to the back or we get our spot back but either way um we had a good weekend um could have been better but we'll take a 13th and come back and we loaded the car in one piece so yeah a lot of people uh you know even with the even with the tiger parking lot i don't think there was really anybody that uh except for uh, who Bovret there uh, for the late models? Oh, and God. He Ugh. destroyed that car again. Um, I'm assuming it's not the same car, but uh, no, there's no way, no, <laughs> no shot probably. Um, but uh, destroyed a, another a car. Racing, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, anyway, <laughs> uh, and then uh, Landfear got got into it there but i most everybody that showed up to the track uh, came away with clean race cars this weekend which for the last couple of years has not been uh, one of the qualities of the community bank 150 weekend uh, usually it's uh it's a lot of torn up race cars that came into the track looking really uh shined up and pretty 
yeah, it was an, it was a good change. You know, it was, it was nice not to be dodging a million wrecks, you know, the single car spins are easier to miss. That's for sure. than those parking lots like cam had to deal with, you know? Yeah. I was surprised even, even in the, even in the tiger, uh, tiger wreck, um, you know, when, when McCaskill and Karen got together in three, I was like, Oh no, this is, <laughs> this is going to wad up the entire field. But I don't think, anybody really came away with that from that with with too much damage unless i'm unless there's somebody that did that i'm forgetting but i don't think there was i don't think so i think tanner got the worst of it and he might have just kissed the wall i don't think it was even anything bad so yeah i was gonna say when he knows in it looked like he hit hard but then he kind of backed away and i was like oh, his car yeah. looks fine and then i was just glad that cam's car was still in one piece <laughs> <laughs> yeah so we we got disgruntled race car drivers nobody nobody having to fix in anything um nobody you know really all that upset nothing nothing that's going to end our end our seasons end our worlds uh after week one um couple couple bigger topics uh outside of our own personal seasons here uh nick sweet again dominates uh marcel got a front row seat when he went by and made MJ look like he was going like 20 miles per hour. MJ looked like me when, when Sweet passed uh, MJ. It looked like me driving the the late model there a couple of years ago. Uh, that's how fast Sweet was going. I mean, he well, he had the entire field cooked. Yeah, it was funny because like he talked to my dad before the race and like Nick's a really you know good guy and he was like, yeah, you just gotta go out there, you know, take care of your stuff, whatever. And I mean. I felt like Chris was on the same page. Chris Pelkey was on the same page as me, you know, like I, I'd get a good restart. Chris would fall in line and we, the gap never really grew or shrank. And we were both just kind of running, I don't know, probably 80%. And Nick comes blistering up through there. And like dad told me he was coming. And it's like, I don't think I could have held him off anyway, but once he got on my right front, I was like, all right. I mean, you know, Nick wants to set the pace. So like he came down in front of me and I was like, okay, we can maintain this. If this is what the pace is. And like, I came back to his bumper and then I think he was like, all right, well, if the field can do this, see you guys later. And he was gone. I mean, it was, it was impressive. That thing was, like you said, I had a front row seat for, and I was watching him drive into three. And if I would have tried to drive in there like that one time, I would have wrecked. And he was doing it every time and just effortlessly, you know, arcing it into the center and watching it set and it would rotate and he was gone. I mean, he was, he was untouchable. Yeah, it's it's rare when you see someone have speed at Milk Bowl and then carry it to the first race. And what he was doing in a different car was, too. Yeah, it, like and that's the thing, like completely different car. But what he was doing Same yesterday guy. was exactly what he was doing at Milk Bowl. Because when he went by me in Milk Bowl in segment three, it, I was like, "There's no way I could do that." I tried it, and I was like, "Yep, not doing that again." Like I won't finish this race. He could just drive it in so much deeper than everyone on the outside. And instead of the front end washing out, the rear would just kind of set and you just drive right off. And it was crazy to watch. Um, so when he flew by my cell, I was kind of sitting there in the stands like, I know that. I know what that looks like. And it feels helpless. Like You just kind of sit there and you're like, all right, we're racing for second. I think the only thing that overwhelmed me about his car was, like I said, just the entry. Uh, yeah. The entry was unbelievable. I mean, he, he was, like I said, he was better than us everywhere. But yep. the entry that he was getting was insane he could get so low into one and two and roll it and be back on the gas like before i was even thinking about being back on the gas 
And I mean, I think at that point right there, you know, like you said earlier, we, everybody that he just drove by kind of knew we were all going to be fighting for our lives to finish second because I mean, that thing was, it was just unbelievable to watch even that close, just holding such a smooth wheel. I mean, and I mean, he's one of the greatest of all time. Sure. But that car was unbelievable. I mean, it looked like it was just a blast to drive. Yeah. I think as much as we hate talking about Jason Corliss, um, I think he ran his quickest lap on like lap 135. He ran like a 12.8 where everyone else, Nick was running 12.9s, but I think he was just saving at that point. I think, I think that's when he finally broke free. Yeah, he yeah. was stuck in traffic the entire yeah. race. That's probably yeah. when he got, <laughs> when he say, got Jason, free of the traffic. Yeah, if he wasn't stuck out in the back, I think it would have been a, maybe there would have been a race for the between him and Nick, but I think Nick just kind of set a pace and he was like, all right, we're comfortable here. And I think he could have opened up more. Yeah, Nick's 90% really was better than all of our <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, it's still, it sounds like he, uh, he's planning on still kind of being in that, like the Brooks Clark, Jason Corliss, Jimmy Hebert type of trophy hunter at this point. Um, so I guess that's good news for, for MJ and Matt. Uh, as they chase Thunder Road Championships. Um, but, man, uh, we, from, like, when I started covering, well, like, when I started the inside groove, um, like, to now, or, well, up until Milk Bowl, like, Nick Sweet was, you know, not having the best of times. There was a, a period where he went off and, and did really well in the super late model, and, you know, the when he would run the 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 tour races you know he would have speed uh either you know bad you know get caught up in in wrecks or you know when he'd show up weekly at thunder road just didn't have it but i mean he had he i don't believe had won a race he hadn't won a race at thunder road since the um since they put the wall up uh and the repave um until milk bowl and now this would be his first points paying win uh since then i believe that's the case um there might have been one or two in there that uh i wasn't that i wasn't there for but um if so uh it certainly sounds like he's got thunder road with the wall figured out and uh that could be trouble for any for anyone and everyone for the the next little bit here uh at least in the late models for when he shows up when you talk about all those guys you just talked about, can you imagine what the king of the road battle would look like if Derek came back, you know, all the time, Nick came back all the time, Brooks came back all the time. Please don't uh, give them I ideas. Mean, you know, like, <laughs> Throw a no, Bobby but I mean, seriously, in like, these <laughs> no, guys come in and they're just unbelievably fast. I mean, Brooks was a little bit unlike himself this weekend, but normally when Brooks comes into town, I mean, there's a good chance he's going to start inside the top three and there's a really good chance he's going to win. So, I mean, it's just impressive that those kind of guys, that just tells you how good they all are, you know, when they can kind of just roll into town sort of whenever they want to and go out and win these races because most people can't do that. I mean, most people aren't Derek O'Donnell and Nick Sweet, but I mean, that would be, that would be an insane, you know, championship battle with all of them, you know, Corliss and then all of us guys that have been chasing them for a long time. It would be, it would be impressive to watch. Well, that that kind of trophy hunter, that's the term that I've kind of coined it um, in the last uh, last <laughs> week or so, I guess. Um, uh, for, you know, that group of guys, I mean, you look at who's in it, and then you look at 
the all of the Thunder Road King of the Roads since what twenty. Well, the last one would have been Pembroke in 2011, right? Other than Pretty Scott close. Dragons, too? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all of those are Nick Sweet, Jason Corliss, Derek O'Donnell. So, I mean, yeah, if they all showed up, I think it would be one hell of a battle. But they don't have to show up because they've all won it, you know, two or three times. So, um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, and now I, I, guess it's, uh, I guess it's up to you guys to – to figure out how to get to that level and and make the make the history of your own and then five ten years from now we'll be sitting here and marcel gravel and matt smith will be trophy hunting for uh, yeah i mean i was really proud of how the thunder road you know not just for myself but how the thunder road weekly guys represented us you know with the tour guys being there i mean it was a lot of thunder road guys you know like it is you know, at the front of the at the front of the field all day. I mean, Nick Sweet is a Thunder Road guy. You know, like Derek is a Thunder Road guy. I mean, and all of us, it was a Thunder Road top ten almost for pretty much the whole race. And that that uh, you know that says a lot when you have some of these guys like like you were talking about DJ and Derek and uh, Jimmy. You know, all those guys coming in. I mean, they're hard to beat. You know, us Thunder Road guys wouldn't go to Monadnock for the next tour race and beat them. You know, but. They, could, they come to Thunder Road and they get their best from us. So I was really happy for us as a division, you know, how strong we looked with such strong competitors from the tour. So uh, as we start to wind down the show here, um, for you guys at least, uh, it's going to be another month or so before we go racing again. Uh, so I want to go around the room. Taylor, we'll start with you. Uh, how are we going to spend the next month Uh getting ready for the is it like a is it like a second off season here i I, i've always wondered how you guys how you guys handle uh the the time off in between this race and memorial day i mean if if i got to race and had a clean car it would have been (laughs) but uh now the plan is kind of tear everything apart look it over Uh, i'm probably going to take the engine out just really give everything an extra look that didn't get a look that might have caused or you know been a factor to what happened this weekend and put it back together and then we're likely going to go test just since we have the time and take our time but be ready and that way we can be present and represent at the next race so we will not be resting unfortunately now what about justin it's it's got to be from a, a different side of the perspective for him now he's he's all he's all jazzed up hyped up he he won the he won his first race i'm sure he want he wishes that memorial day was tomorrow um but you know how what does that look like from from his standpoint um i would say he probably gets to rest a bit i don't think it was a new setup for him i mean they basically redid that whole car from like right. the ground up so I'm sure he's going to, you know, I, I bet he won't change much after its performance. It was a pretty fast car. You better not. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't expect him to. I wouldn't recommend it with all my knowledge. <laughs> but Cam's over there he... like, now what exactly did they do when you say change the car? <laughs> Cam's over there like, write that down, write that down. <laughs> yeah, as if I know, but um, I'm sure he'll be a – a Taylor Hoare helper this week or these next <laughs> few weeks. So, 
Yeah. All right, Cam. Thirteenth uh, place in the in the first week. What are you guys doing to make sure it's first place at Memorial Day? Yeah, I, I mean the car came out pretty well for what we had to deal with. Just a little bit of fiberglass work, I guess. Um, throw it back on the scale, see what else we can find, make sure everything's all right with it. Um, car wasn't missing speed. We had speed, um, just no room to run on and. When we finally did get cleared, there was a yard sale in front of us. So um, I think it's probably for us harder to wait a month. We're ready to go back and kind of redeem ourselves, you know. Uh, but now we got to wait a whole month to get back there. So that I think that's the hardest part. But we're ready when it comes. Matt, you uh, going to go on another vacation here to prepare? Uh, maybe. I mean, it was, it was definitely <laughs> nice. The vacation. Um no, unfortunately, I entered the first race how a lot of these guys just entered the first race, which is unfortunately kind of how Taylor's ended, which is making sure the car stays in one piece. Did we tighten that one bolt that's going to be in the back of my brain? Is the motor going to hold because it's been sitting all winter? Like, So unfortunately, I don't have the first race under the belt to shake the car down like they did. Um, so I go into the first race set, just hoping that we can get through it clean and that way it's still there for the second race. MJ? We'll finish with you. Yeah, yeah, I think we're going to have a pretty busy... I caught him so uh, off guard. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think we're going to have a pretty busy month. Um, My second car, T-Boy, Port City sent up a clip, and we put that on it, um, and we got the body all back on it. Uh, We got a 602 coming. It's actually, it should be done and be ready to pick up, and it's going in the Port City car, uh, so we got to pull that out and put the 603 into um, T-Boy. And I think the hope is um, we're thinking that we might run that three big races at White Mountain this year um, with T-Boy. So uh, I think it's going to be a pretty busy month for us trying to do the motor swap and um, finish T-Boy up so we can go run White Mountain, I think, on the 28th. And then uh, Port City car will probably go right back to Thunder Road, you know, pretty much how it came. Uh, We got to do a little tweaks um my dad and gary already got their minds going uh, i was answering questions all day today so uh they're already brainstorming but uh, i think we'll be pretty busy um getting it ready so when thunder road starts up we have two cars ready to go and we can go play at white mountain when we want to yeah that'll be good uh have you named the new car yet no it's like impossible to name race cars i think i don't know um, I've, I've talked to Jason who owns pizza equipment a bunch of times. And we just can't seem to come up with anything we like. So, um, well, Taylor, it, it doesn't have a name right now. Taylor, didn't your dad have like a, have like a bunch of, didn't he like name all his cars, like in the same like series of things? I can't remember um, what it was, but I've heard the story before. Oh gosh. You guys always know more about him than I do. <laughs> <laughs> I know when his last car was Twizzler. Which is Jason want... Corliss's car currently. Yes. Because I know they, they all or, like Twizzler. No. no, it's not. It's no. Not. He has, Corliss has Twister. Yeah. Something yep. like that. Yeah. Amelia. It wasn't there a Tamelia? I thought there was well, a car. Wasn't there Tamale? Tamale. Tamale. There it yeah. is. Thank you. Sorry. Maybe it all starts with T's. I don't know. And isn't Tamale the one that LeCare bought, I think? Yes. I think you might be right. The yeah. one that's yeah. not Payet based. And I think yeah. I think Dylan Payet has Twizzler. Twizzler. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I just know they like Twizzler. 
So if you join into the episode right now, you're gonna think we are insane. <laughs> like, <if you're... laughs> yeah, but no, we don't have a name. We gotta get one because yeah. can't have an unnamed race car and one named race car. You know, they'll get jealous of each other. Now people are reason... really gonna think we're insane. <laughs> yeah, or at least we're, gonna... <laughs> we're about to jump back to my vacation because for some reason Tamale and Twizzler just had weird food combos. Um, I was Spicy in Mexico. Twizzler. Yeah, so I was in Mexico, and we ordered, we went to this shocking Mexican restaurant in our resort, and we really? ordered food. Yep, we ordered food, but didn't order an appetizer, and the server, like, car salesman us into getting an appetizer, which he told us was going to be guacamole, and I was like, yeah, that's fine. And then he asked at the end, I thought, he said, with, uh, with grilled peppers, and I was like, that sounds like a weird thing with guacamole, but I'm like, I'm all for it, like, whatever, and that dish came out and those grilled peppers turned into grasshoppers really quick. <laughs> oh, no. I got a snapshot of that. That was wild. <laughs> so uh, we, we had a bowl of guacamole with grasshoppers. <laughs> and you ate them, you sicko. Dude, they taste like sunflower seeds. It's kind of weird. <clears throat> yeah. What Not grilled peppers, though. They don't Matt taste was, like grilled peppers. Matt was just willing to do anything on vacation. He's like, yeah, I'm here in Mexico, so I'm just yeah. going to eat these grasshoppers. Bring them out. He said grilled peppers, and I was like, I asked my wife because she was like, "What?" And I was like, "He said grilled peppers. Like, do you want that?" And she was like, "Yeah, sure." And it came out, and I'm like, "Those are not grilled peppers." <laughs> All right. Nick, what are you gonna do with the month off? Uh, well, I think we got Claremont. Uh, Claremont's Claremont's still running. Um, I I hope I'm not a bad luck charm to them. I bad stuff happened there when I, I went this weekend that was yeah actually super glad that, that the was, news coming out of that that tyler's okay yeah yeah no that was like um that was like equal to when when dean and, and jonathan got hurt at thunder road like level of like shock and horror and just being overall terrifying um so yeah really glad that uh that Les Court is is it sounds like he's gonna make it through. So, also, sounds like he's got a very long road uh, to get back, which is uh, you know not what you want to hear, but it obviously beats the the alternative. No road. Uh, Rather have a right. long road than no road. You right, know? right. Um, so yeah, hopefully uh, Claremont was great this this weekend up and uh, up until that. Um, so hopefully we can go to Claremont and have a nice peaceful safe trip for for everybody and and uh you know it, it was just cool to to go down there and meet a whole whole new group of racers and, and see how see how they do it at a different track um most of my stuff that i've done uh so far with this show has been around thunder road and act and and uh you know i th- i think it's been it's been fun so far to kind of expand the horizons a little bit and give those guys some coverage over there and they get a pretty good pretty good programs that they got going on over there so that was they have fun a podcast so, too right i think so yeah uh turn four podcasts over there they seem to do a pretty good job uh covering everything and they they were all right with us going over i talked to i talked with the, one of their guys a little bit and so yeah uh but yeah we're gonna be uh we're gonna be over there for you know probably just about every friday um and uh 
I'm not really sure. I think Tor's got Monadnock coming up. Um, I don't think with my work schedule that, that I that I'm gonna be able to go to that race, unfortunately. But uh, we'll do our best to cover it. And uh, yeah, I, I'm not sure. Is the is if the spring green is is before Memorial Day? I don't think it is. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I don't think so. I think spring green is no. in June. Um, yep. But uh, anyway, uh, so. Yeah, probably just Claremont and hanging out and working on some stuff at the house and getting things figured out and squared away and hopefully watching the the Bruins make a long playoff run here. Uh, but <laughs> that's a, that's about it. So uh, yeah, well, that, I think that's uh, that's all we got. Anybody else got anything to add here before we before we finish up? Two weeks before we can before we can talk about anything else. Can we talk about Stephen Martin? For a minute, uh, and yeah. like how he's good really idea. good, and yeah, <laughs> that was he's, that was his first race in the late model, correct? And he, yeah. he really looked like he belonged there. Second, I, yeah, he ran milk bowl Second. last he, year, but he had he a, didn't did run he the race. race though? I don't think he raced. He didn't no, run the race. No. It blew up in the heat. Um, yeah, because he was leaking oil all over the place about the same time. Yeah. I was also trying not to blow up, but that, he did great. He <laughs> handled himself first race. great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was. That was uh, that was impressive. A lot of people talking about him. Um, I've actually got him down in my notes for uh, when we record Inside Group podcast this week. So uh, listen listen for that later on. I got, I'm still working on getting a guest for that this week too. We'll see. You guys have any ideas? I'm kind of drawing blanks. Patrick Pearl. Patrick LaPerle. <laughs> I think MJ wants to interview Patrick LaPerle. <laughs> Big fan of Patrick LaPerle up in the top right screen there. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, we'll see everybody in two weeks then. Uh, glad everybody's uh, everybody's back safely from, uh, from Community Bank 150. Everybody had an okay day. Could have been a lot better. Could have been a lot worse too, though, guys. Keep your heads up. Stay positive. Heard a whole lot of complaining about a bunch from a, a bunch of folks that were. Uh, they should be pretty happy that they got to go racing this week.